This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Aloha, y'all. Breaking Normal Moment here on the Breaking Normal Podcast being that we do have some awesome episodes in the chamber, um, including with Logan Sneed and Craig, a longevity expert, and uh, even Tyson Wagner, my dear friend, who has an incredibly true story. He's actually, I, he, I interviewed him on my podcast, so to check that out with, I think it's called like the Flow King Master or the Flow Magician Master, Tyson Wagner. He interviewed me, and that's coming soon too, so you can... There's a little sneak peek for the nail-biting anticipation. And so that all that being said, those episodes, for whatever reason, without going to the full story, weren't fully ready to be uploaded today. So I'm going to do something new again, and that's me interviewing myself for the second time. The first time was like a solo cast, more like a channeling. And I say that very loosely. I'm not trying to say that like I am have some special ability that you don't have. But my belief is that everything I'm saying, I'm praying, and we're always channeling something. What channel are we tuned into? How does that drop on you? <laughs> Even if you think you're just channeling your higher self, then what's your higher self? Like, if you have no belief in God, then what are you channeling? Anywho, I think questions sometimes are more revealing to the truth than answers. So... That's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about the Breaking Normal game. And I, I wasn't sure what I was going to bring to the table today, but I figured why not get to use my own technology and, and self-full enough. That's basically why the Breaking Normal app exists. I, for selfish reasons, and I think there's self-full reasons. There's a different, difference between selfishness and self-fullness. I would say... Um, selfishness was, would be like me thinking that by taking from others that I will have more because of it and they'll have less because of it. Like coming from a place of scarcity and thinking that resources, there's some non-renewable resources and by me exploiting or leveraging others in some way, then I'll be better off not only for myself, but better off than they would have been without me doing that. (laughs) That was a long-winded answer for selfishness or exploration anyways, not really an answer. Whereas self-fullness is like doing doing exactly what I want to do, what my heart desires, my soul's passion, and it fills my cup so much that it just overflows to other people. That by me filling my cup first, I'm able to nourish others. And basically, the Breaking Normal app is the best technology I know of in the phone to connect me in the deepest way and as fast as possible. Like, let's just say 10 times the connection I find on other social media sites and 10 times the speed. So I love it and I'm so happy it exists. It's only there's right now there's only a minimal viable product on the Apple store. Um, But part of the ethos of the app is to ask the user life's biggest questions and give them a creative constraint of 30 seconds or less to explore their answer out loud publicly um, on the tribal council if you're on a social media site or in person if you're doing the game. And that's a real practice on kind of getting out of the way and I say I would say channeling something. 
practicing channeling. <laughs> so I'm going to practice channeling um, by using the Breaking Normal app right now in front of y'all with myself, which is quite Breaking Normal. It's it really only the minimum amount of players that has this too, but I put Daniel and Daniel in, and which is a reminder that I think we all have infinite parts of ourselves. We can be whatever we want to be, whenever we want to be, whenever we choose to be it. I think that's why actors are so deeply admired because they took that free they take that freedom and they get rewarded greatly for doing it um in many ways and fame probably not at all being the most important one maybe that was like the bait but man i think the ability to embody the essence of what one chooses is pretty close to enlightenment <laughs> what's that little giggle about daniel hold on let me sip my beer i got two double ipas in here whoa i said it Two two, which is pretty interesting because I just put my name in twice for the game, and I'm gonna play this game for a few minutes, and then we'll take it from there. I have a creative constraint of probably about, I would say, uh, 30 more minutes would be nice. I'll, I'll 44 minutes, 40 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah, if it's, I, but I may break normal and break that creative constraint. Maybe I'll do it longer or shorter. But there's something to be said about honoring time and using it to our advantage rather than protecting, pretending to be a victim to it. And I do think creative constraints of time are very synonymous to a container, which is how volatility and chemistry is created. You know, there's a lot of molecules and chemicals and particles that in the ocean or, yeah, just floating around in the air or floating in the ocean, if they're without the container, there's no reaction. But you put those same two molecules in a container and all of a sudden, whoo! I just see my mom. My basic uh, on a side note to be to get a peephole in my ADHD, you know, ambitious, defiant, happy animal with the attention tuned into a higher dimension self. My mom was just texting me about a mixed pit bull, and yeah, you might find a mixed pit bull with those two ingredients, whereas separate in the ocean or separate without the container, they were. Two, uh, two totally separate things, but together they're one powerful force. Bang. You hear that? That was the download train, and I'm not even sure exactly what I just said, but I trust it was important, and I trust it is important. See the sh upgrade there from was to is? I've been around people in the past where people were having a great time, and they're like, that was fun. And I'm like, why was that fun? I understand it was fun, but why not? Let's let's own it even a little bit more and perpetuate more of it and say, this is fun. Where in the past, I also heard people like say, this is going to suck, or this is going to be, uh, this is going to, and like, why would you someone put a, why would you plant the power of placebo for such a poor prescription when you can choose something bigger? And I think that is the art of channeling, is recognizing that we're all channeling something all the time. Are we choosing our channel? So I'm going to choose the Breaking Normal app channel right now. And we'll play this game for a few seven minutes and see what happens and see what Daniel has to ask to Daniel and what the app has to ask to Daniel and see what Daniel has to ask to the app about what the app was asking Daniel. Here we go. Daniel, what's your most miraculous experience? Sing it. Oh, my most miraculous moment is and was being lost in the moment. That happened especially crystal clear when I saw my daughter come out of my queen. 
Right when my queen screamed and gave up, a new earth was birthed in the name of Divina. The Om, baby, Om, Om, Om. Daniel, ask any question to Daniel in 10 seconds or less. Daniel, what is your favorite part about being alive? Wow, 30 seconds to answer that. Um, I think it echoes the song I was singing, and that's when I get completely lost and immersed in the experience that's happening, especially when it's revolved around community or others that I love, others that I consider my friends and family. When I'm lost in the moment with my friends and family, I love that. And that's paradoxically how I feel now. Hmm. Daniel, what are you the most excited about? Sing it. Oh, what I'm most excited about is singing because it represents a whole new world. A whole new world. A whole new world to explore myself. A whole new world to explore the world. A whole new path, a whole new trail, a whole new rail. It's a whole new world. Oh. I deserve some laughs on that one. Thank you. Daniel, make an awesome impression of the person to your right. Embody it. Oh, wow. So when they say embody it, that um, is charades. So I'll just make the embodiments speaking for the sake of the podcast. And I would say... If I'm going to make an impression of myself, yeah, I'm going to make it. That's what I'm already doing. <laughs> I'm already making impressions of myself. And this impression of myself is extra indicative to the inception that we all find ourselves of dreaming a dream and finding out that we're the dreamers. Daniel, ask any question to Daniel in 10 seconds or less. Daniel, do you think there is an art to channeling, and how can someone tap into that? Yeah, I definitely think there is. I think it's a matter of recognizing the pattern of when you, who's listening to this, loses time and space. Like, when have you lost the uh, understanding of time and space the most? Was it like when you were dancing? Was it when you were doing whatever it is? When you find out what that is, start doing more of that so you kind of reverse engineer that reality. Daniel, what's the thing you've done today that you're the most proud of? Sing it. Today, what I'm most proud of is what I'm doing right now. I'm singing out loud to an audience that I don't even know who is to find out really the only person that judgment that matters about what I'm doing is me and realizing I am the only audience in this room right now and I am I and am I and am I and I and I Daniel how does your heart feel right now embody it my heart feels 
relaxed. <sighs> it feels like a spring. But, yeah, and with this, like, consciousness. It feels like God meets, where I would find, where I find God at the spring experiencing, experiencing itself. Daniel, what were you most afraid of as a child? Sing it. I would say I was most afraid of missing the mark somehow and burning in hell for an eternity. And not only for me, but for someone else I love and care for, or anyone I know, or that it all to be a reality. Questioning if that was a reality for me or for anyone else was what I was most afraid of as a child. Daniel, what are you manifesting today? Speak it. Today what I'm manifesting is... A new world, a new world for humanity where myself through the entities that I've stewarded such as Tribe Design and Breaking Normal co-create and cultivate a new paradigm and architectural design for living in community and tribes in the best way that serves the individual and humanity simultaneously. Okay. Daniel, ask any question to Daniel in 10 seconds or less. Daniel, what has been your favorite trip? Wow. Um, my favorite trip to be... Is... Now, because I'm realizing that's always the time, and a part of me thinks that's a scapegoat, so let me sp pick a specific one. I'm going to say the first time I went to Hawaii. Senior year, two weeks, Oahu and Kauai. Daniel, ask any question to Daniel in 10 seconds or less. Daniel. How do you think you can s help humanity the most? Yeah, to learn how competition can be cooperation. To learn how conflict can be conscious. To learn how communication is magic. To learn about themselves. Daniel, what's your greatest gift? Sing it. My greatest gift is realizing that I'm taking actions that I'm going to judge myself for. And to do it anyways. To realize my self-judgment is part of the game. Just as much as doing the thing is. And to enjoy both. And to inspire others to do the same. 
Daniel, when was the last time you cried and why? The last time I, I'm, I'm starting to sing. This is one reason I love this game because it starts to blur the lines of... <laughs> there's more than one way to communicate other than speaking. <laughs> um, I think during The Lion King, I went to the movie theater the other day. It's kind of like a different day, Sabbath day, if you will. I'm going to be extra religious about it. Had a beer. Went to Lion King, only one in the theater. And the themes that were brought up there that were universal and personal definitely brought tears to my eyes. We got two more questions, I think. Daniel, who is your biggest fan? Embody it. Hmm. My biggest fan... It's an interesting thing because someone might think a fan is someone that wishes for success. But if you think someone fan is like who's given me the most attention, you know, there's a lot of people that, that pretend to hate Trump, but in reality they're supporting him by giving him attention. I would say my brother Timothy right now in this moment is who's coming to mind. And uh, yeah, one more question of the game, Daniel. What's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you? Sing it. Oh, gosh. The funniest thing that's ever happened to me is probably the first time I smoked weed. I turn, I was turning 22 in Amsterdam. We ran to the pot shop. Literally, we were running there. I smoked some white widow. I didn't think I was high. I didn't know how high I was actually at. So I kept smoking and smoking and smoking. And then the giggles came. <laughs> The strongest case of giggles I've ever had, and the time is up, but the game ended, so we'll end that story right there, because just from there on, it gets so taboo that it might be too breaking normal for breaking normal, or is it? Maybe I could tell that story. Let me consider that. Let me consider that for a moment. And then let me consider... What other things are going on? I mean, I think after that, first of all, if you're not on the Breaking Normal app, let's do that. Let's get you on the app. Download it. It is super activating. It's super convicting. It's super confronting. It is super growth-inducing. It's not for normal people. It's not for people that want to be normal. It's not for people that are looking to hide behind the safety of their computer screens and spy on others for days. <laughs> This is meant for people that want to get in the game. This is not a spectator sport. This is the the person that realizes this is the stage of life right now, and they're we're all on it. It isn't for the person that's that needs to rehearse in order to express themselves, and no one needs to do that, by the way. Some people might have convinced themselves they need to do that to feel more comfortable in their skin, but how about you become more fun comfortable in your own skin so it becomes stronger and more resilient and more anti-fragile and more radiant and more vital. What do you think uh, somewhat happens if we put a, a dog or any mammal in a confined space and get it to scare, stare at a screen for most of its life? What do you think would happen to that? Versus an animal that is allowed to roam wild and free in the sunshine, in the cold water. 
doesn't feel obligated to do things to earn some pretend piece of paper that another man created but feels more passionate about playing and exploring and being curious and learning and loving so yeah the i this is a theme that we've talked about i'm gonna bring it up again that we are a time in humanity it's incredible we're we are in incredibly living the dreams of our ancestors in a lot of ways we now have the abilities to push a few buttons on like a a device a square device that can fit in the palm of our hand made of some crystals and some other materials if you push a few buttons to that and that can allow me to make a speech to countless people in any part of the world or it could allow me to book a plane to pick me up where a car and then I can book a car to take me to that plane this bird this metal bird and then it can take me where I chose to be taken and I can sit there and have a beer in the air with with a with my device and communicate to millions of people in India if necessary while I'm flying to South America for the Patagonia tribe design I can do that. I'm not planning on doing it that exact way. I'm not planning on broadcasting to millions of people in India as I'm flying into Patagonia, but that could be an option, and that's pretty crazy to think about. That's pretty crazy to think about. It wasn't too long ago when people were like jumping off cliffs with homemade wings trying to learn how to fly, and now not only do we have that, but we have the Internet. Come on. So basically we have the most like strongest, most designed, refined form of fire at our fingertips in our pockets as as a race more than ever right now, as a civilization, as a humanity more than ever right now. And we, and we get to remember that's a form of fire. And as we know, fire has the ability to <laughs> ignite miracles and for destruction. You know, the difference between a tool and a weapon is who's holding it and what their intent is. So I trust that we're all being extremely intentional with this highly refined design form of fire that gives us access to more information (laughs) than just like 20 years ago or whatever before this internet boom happened that no one... I mean, like, kings dreamed of having access to this much information. So I w- on the most recent podcast with Mike Shermakoff that I highly encourage you checking out, I started talking about this idea. I, I remember there was this Dr. Dean Paskowitz who traveled around the world with, like, nine kids in a van and treated patients for free, something like that. So he has a documentary and book called Surfwise. In the beginning of his book, I believe, there's a quote that goes along the lines of man's biggest problem used to be not having enough food. Now man's biggest problem is having too much food. I would, and this is what I was talking about with Mike, I would like to add to that, if we're going to consider that, let's consider, is man's biggest problem used to be not having enough information, basically being geographically isolated to their information, to now man's biggest problem is having too much information. And this is very synonymous to the food thing that like 
if humans were designed to crave fat and sugar in order to hunt and forage, and that's how we've been doing most of our lives historically, and if there's any wisdom in DNA or information that gets or genetics that gets passed along, that it's pretty much genetically embedded in us that hunting and foraging, and then for sweets and fats in a way and proteins, and then now we're at a place where there is so many sweets and fats and proteins available so easily with just a few pushes of a button that people are overdoing it and that the we get to remember that the medicine is in the poison yes but the poison's in the dose and are people overdosing on fats and sweets and highly refined manipulated forms of it because there's been so many generations of people where they haven't been hunting and foraging that the current ones have forgotten how to they don't know how to do it anymore they weren't raised doing it but they're still having that craving so that of course people are taking it and this is where the information comes in now it's we're all very most of us are very much informed of like what's a good idea for this fat sugar sweet diet idea compared to not it's not like we're just listening to our local preachers and teachers that we can now go on google and do find all the corroborating evidence that lines up for the most amount of people whether it's in the form of a book or whatever it is that gives us a pretty general idea of how to be healthy eat healthy and eat good and oh i'll make you all a download real quick hold on let me give you all, if you are if you're not informed on how to eating healthy hold on one second first of all it's very important i believe for someone with whatever they're eating to be thankful for it and for how every to understand have some some sort of understanding how every ingredient got to them and to be thankful for that whole process and for them to be a part of that process and that whether they invested with it in money or they grew it themselves the how they're a part of that chain that circle of life as well you can tell i just watched the lion king huh and um to be thankful for it, not to think it's bad for them, but to be so thankful for it and to believe it's going to be nourishing and that it's prayed for, that it's blessed by the best and it's for the best. And then that's when you might want to, when you start enjoying the consumption of it, um, to firstly consider chewing your water and drinking your food. Meaning, there's no rush. Meaning that and maybe there is a rush, maybe, but you can still chew your food well. You can be conscious of every bite. You can enjoy every part of the process. You can even chew your water. And this is actually good on a physical level, too, because we have digestive enzymes in our mouth. And our mouths, our mouths can start salivating. That can start by just looking at food or smelling food or feeling it. And that's another big thing I would say. Try eating with your hands. Don't be so caught up in the dogma of being so civilized and using an inanimate object to consume to consume life force you are life force your food's life force why put an inanimate object in between you and you and it probably most likely to fit in is really the answer for the most people and this podcast as you know the movement the breaking normal movement is not a movement to fit in but it's more to stand out because i think if we really get to what we are we're all the brilliant part of this experience is that we're all different and we are all the same paradoxically and then we can take a deep look into the yin yang and yeah and think about that more
it reminds me of this idea of hide and seek. There was a great podcast with David Gonzalez, and we talk about kids' favorite game being hide and seek, like universally across the cultures, across the boards. And what is that indicative of? Is that indicative of what we're doing here on Earth as human beings? Are we playing hide and seek with ourselves, with God and the Creator and how we got here? Is that why the spiritual path is such a paradoxical one? Because if we had just found it the whole time, would it really be worth the adventure compared to playing hide-and-seek with ourselves? Why do we love playing hide-and-seek so much? Why is it, and are we doing that even on unconscious or bigger levels, metaphorically? Hmm. How I, how I got there... Can anybody tell me how I got there? If you want to reach out to me on that note, I'd love to – Instagram messaging would be a great idea. An Instagram message, the Breaking Normal app being the best. If you have an iPhone and you can do the weekly challenge, definitely do that. Just make sure to get your – ready for your camera to come on and make sure you're not just like looking at it like you're spying on people by scrolling on their stories on Instagram, like passively in bed – putting blue light into your eyes right before trying to fall asleep. Not like that, but more like you're using this tool as it is actually fire and then you're going to use it to activate yourself. So you're like prepared, you have good lighting, good audio, and you're ready to answer one of life's biggest questions and not even answer it, but just having the experience of exploring the question out loud with a supportive audience under a creative constraint of 30 seconds. So this is your moment. Like Eminem on 8 Mile. I love that movie. And you're going to send it. You're going to send it. You're going to transcend it. And that's it. And then you have this awesome opportunity to give feedback to everyone else that did it. And the feedback's the same way. Like, how can you support this person in the deepest way possible and the fastest way possible? Because what's more powerful than, than an idea? Okay, cool. Let's We can argue about that later, but... We all understand an idea is pretty freaking powerful. I can One idea can change everything for everyone right now. Boom. So what idea can you give this person about them exploring the biggest question of the world out loud? What feedback can you give them that would be supportive to them? So this is not a game of just following people. This is actually a game of giving feedback. So, And the reason you're doing that is because in order to see anyone else's feedback, you have to give them feedback first. So that's the Breaking Normal app. So that's the best way. I really feel like I get to download the essence of someone in the most efficient way. And it would be a great... I, I might, I'm thinking about basically starting a dating portion of it because I think it's like one of the best ways... Like I said, one of the best ways to really understand someone's essence, definitely compared to... Um, like all the highlight or highlighted, filtered, edited versions of someone posing for pictures that may have taken many takes or a video that may have had many edits. This is a one uneditable, unfilterable, raw peephole into the person exploring life's biggest question out loud. And there's something about that that's amazing. And there's something about so many people. Seeing so many people exploring that same question out loud, that's amazing. And there's something that's so amazing about receiving feedback from so many different people about your answer. That I'm just like, whoa, how do I get more people? My, my question I'm asking y'all is how do I get more people to 
know about the power of this app and this technology. And if y'all are using the iPhone, please give it a go. I would challenge you to do one question of the week, at least one, and then give five people feedback in a row and see how you feel compared to how when you're using other social media sites or other things on the phone. And this phone is concerning. We we started you like at one point Davina was starting in, getting used to watching shows that were super edutaining. I think she was learning a lot. Like for one being Dave and Ava on YouTube. So it was like a super powerful tool for us being traveling and if we didn't have assistance and we're trying to get some work done to let her watch a show on one of the phones or the computers or when we're taking long road trips. We still might allow that in the long road trips. But the thing is, there seemed to be such a cost to Davina's physical well-being from being in front of the screen for that long. She literally was starting to look like she was in a little bit of a hypnotic trance, like she looked super affected by it. And then... What do you, what's the difference between her and you and me? Are we how are we being affected by being on a trance on social media scrolling 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 like giving bits of attention to so many different things. I am concerned. I am concerned. Oh and I'm doing something about it and this breaking normal app is my answer to this this challenge and this opportunity that humanity's facing that we all have all of a sudden everyone so many people have access to this weapon of distraction potentially or and or it can be a tool for connection and i am reminding people of how it can be a tool for connection and on that note i mean what else am i passionate about wow daniel what else are you passionate i'm so passionate about this idea same idea but in real life too Getting people together in tribes, holding each other accountable to be the greatest version of their unique selves, not to look like everyone else, not to follow one person, not to follow one dogma, but to follow the weirdness that wants to come through them in this beautifully activating, energizing way. And and that's the job. That's the joy of being of the the tribe or the community is to hold each other accountable to that. And we have certain systems set up to do that. And that we're thriving around the world together, exploring this world together. And that's what tribe design's about for me, man. I mean, come on. Go into the greatest places in the world at the greatest time to be there with the best people I know. Let's do that. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm thinking about that. Is that not the dream? Is that not the dream for y'all? Do y'all not want to be at the best place in the world at the best time to be there with the best people you know holding each other accountable to be the best versions of ourselves and how how are how has tribe design done that if you're interested in some ways that tribe design has done that let me explore that one out loud because this is a big topic lately i'm doing a lot of reflection on this because we're coming up in 2020 we're coming up on the fifth new year's evolution fest we're coming up on really questioning the ethos and the ideas and the philosophy of what tribe design is because i at this point it really does feel like an entity it feels like um a, it has a, it has a spirit and it or an ethos or it has 
an energy to it that wants to be in a container and it wants to be stewarded and it wants me to be the chief of it for now. And I've had co-chiefs and I have many co-chiefs, but in my like active my 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 tribal archetype being activated doing from by doing I guess 13 of these now and probably about 40 retreats before that or 30 or 40 retreats before that is that yeah I play a good role of as a chief or a leader or as one of the influential spokespersons kind of like the father archetype the big brother archetype that's supportive that's looking out that's like oh this is the one we go to when like What's he got to say? What's what's Daniel think? What's Daniel think kind of thing? And then that being a sounding board to really reflect where other people can be true with about what they think. And for us to, and as, yeah, I think I, I hold that ability to really activate other people's leadership abilities. And sometimes that's like the MC. Sometimes that's the space holder. Sometimes that's the vibe designer. Sometimes that's like the divine feminine. There's so many different archetypes that we can all embody but i also think that we have specific ones that resonate with where we're at currently and that's the one i've been playing with tribe design and this is a big deal with what where we're at, where we're at the turning point with this company because it was co-founded with my friend frank jay i've worked with a lot of key players that have come in and, and now they're not there the one thing that's been ubiquitous has been me synergizing with tribe design for sure Deanna, Deanna may have been at every... Nope, nope, she hasn't been at every one, but the last one in Sedona, she fully partnered with me on it. And that was the first one that sold out, especially that quickly. We got sold out, then spaces opened up, then got sold out, and spaces opened up. It was a pretty roller coaster ride of an experience. But long story short, I'm looking at my timer here because I'm getting ready to go walk to the sunset, which is also known as the earth turn. You got you to realize that what most people call is the sunset. I don't think the sun is moving as much as they think it is, as much as we on the earth are moving. So it's more like an earth turn than a sunset to me. But before I go there, I have seven minutes at least. Yeah, about seven minutes, six to seven minutes to explore. The, what am I doing? What are we doing with this? What's happening with this? And how can you be involved? And yeah, I see this being a more full-time thing. I see us now finding a starting to establish home bases not that are necessarily forever but finding the places that are peaking like what places in the world are peaking right now and understanding that might not always be the case but just as people have seasons in their life the world has seasons and certain states and cities have seasons so what season right what's the best place to be what's the place that's peaking in a season that's idealistic for humanity and vitality and then let's set up a community living space, whether it's a retreat center or whether it's a huge estate or a ranch where maybe 50 to 150 people are thriving together under this context of their, that they're in a tribe where it's not that much different than a lot of things that civilized people do. It's, I'm not saying that we can never use the internet or TV or any of that stuff. It's more that the, we have a structure and an agreement that we're living together to hold each other accountable because this is the best place in the world and the best time to be there. And we're holding the best people that we that are chosen to be here accountable to be the best version of themselves. And 
that's it. And then these are like this certain ways we maintain that. These are certain workouts or play shops or exercises or meetings or yoga classes or group workouts or group adventures that we do. And this is like this is in the tribe design kind of model. And to create this first prototype of of tribe design heartquarters and live together and and especially for families i i'm not convinced that the, like the here i am in encinitas california where davina was born and it's one of the coolest communities on earth it's where i've lived the longest in the last 11 years of my life we say we had this we broke a record and had a 14 month lease here on neptune avenue and that's where davina was born and this is a great place but so many people are hustling so hard to pay absurd amounts of money for rent to live next door to each other and buy their own things. When I'm truly convinced of their core, they actually want to live together and they want to share things. So where did the freak did this facade come from? And I have a feeling I have a feeling it comes from a lot of what Christopher Ryan, who I intend on getting in the podcast coming soon, who just wrote Civilized to Death is getting at. There might be there may have been an accidental like adjustment to an extreme environmental conditions that create civilization but in the midst of that creation people may have forgotten about the power of living in tribes that are not so indoctrinated by cultural memes but more passionate about following their bliss and it might be time to wake up and remember that and i think tribe design has a solution for that so I'm, that's what I'm heartstorming away right now is creating a community living space for my family, whether it's a neighborhood, whether it's a tribal grounds, whether it is a huge estate or a ranch, that there will it would be so nurturing for people of all ages, zero to 100 plus, to be at together, thriving, excited to celebrate this opportunity that we are all co-dreaming up together and to take advantage of the technology that we have and to create a system and a prototype that can be used that can be taken to any part of the world to show people how to start thriving in communities together rather than competing individually and it doesn't have to be it, it can be or it can't be whatever someone want, wants to think it is but it's going to be more of a feeling this is more of a heart sink over a group think and yeah we'll have some philosophies and ethos for people to understand and understand but it's going to be it'll be pretty obvious so if you're interested in this type of community living co-cultivating the dream of life experience Hit me up, Daniel at BreakingTheWorld.com or the Instagram messages. And uh, I already have, there's a place in France that I can maybe go start practicing this with now. But there's many places. It's just a matter of choosing with the right core tribe, I think. And if you're interested in this, definitely coming to Tribe Design at Patagonia is a great place to master, a, bla- a great incubator to master heart that brilliance up. And or you can just reach out to me. We can have an amazingly efficient heartfelt alchemical call all right y'all i don't i don't know what all i just channeled but i trust it was beyond the label and i trust it was based in love and it is based in love and i love y'all i love y'all support on this 
Um, I'd love to hear. I'd love to like after this podcast comes out to read new reviews on the iTunes reviews. I love that. I love that because I also know how inherently advantageous that is to the virality of the Breaking Normal movement, which I'm obviously all in on. All right. That's 44 minutes. Look at that. Get on the Breaking Normal app. See y'all there. Peace in. This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society. Thank <laughs> you.